The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, pardon my sycamore. It's episode 74 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. My name is Nookie Bishop Jr. I'm one of the podcast mates on this show, joined as always by my main man, Adris Elbow. Adris, what it do, bro? What up, Nook? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And Nook, I got to tell you, my son, he about to start the toilet seat wars of the of the 2000s. He about to bring that back. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He like, he like seven, that, he, he's seven years old right now. In the early 2000s, me and my wife, we settled the toilet seat wars in the house. You know how you have the to- toilet seat wars. Is the seat up? Is it down? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yes. And I thought we had resolved it, and it was over. But here come my seven-year-old son restarting the wars. Mm-hmm. I, I get up the other day, and, and one... The, the toilet seat is like is like up, right? I was like, oh boy, like what's what's happening here? This this is about to be some mess. So that was one. I was like, I'm gonna let it go, right? You know, whatever. But then look, he committed the ultimate sin. You Uh-oh. know what that is? Uh oh. What he do? He didn't lift the seat and he peed on the seat. Oh hell no. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I look, it's like I, I have. You know, I've hung around dudes. We all hung around dudes. And you know, you got some dudes that's nasty. But I have to say, I ain't seen a toilet seat that's been pissed on in my house in like forever. Mm, mm, <laughs> you know? So I was I was disgusted. I was like, what is this on the toilet seat? I felt like I felt like my wife felt. <laughs> oh man, man. So I, I don't know. He 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 started the toilet seat wars again. So we 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 in the middle of it. Okay. But other now- than that, I'm I'm okay. Now, how do you resolve that, man? Do you Google something like that? I mean, you know, how does that corrective you know, so, action, you know? So this this is this was our agreement that, that we came to. This is when we first got married, and you know, you're trying to figure out what's what and whatnot. So in our house, it would be that the entire seat and the lid goes down. Okay. That way everybody got a lift. Right, right. Right. So I so I lift. Right. When I go, just because you don't want to mess up the seat. Right. And when the girls go, they they got to lift the, the lid up. Right? right. So everybody just kind of lifts. And that was right. that was it. Yeah. And then my yeah. son, he apparently he don't follow no rules. He just do what he want to do. It can be up or down. He, he, he just ain't he just ain't bought into it yet. Okay. Okay. All right, man. Well, listen, maybe by the next time, you know, we uh, take the next uh, episode that this will all uh, be resolved, man, hopefully. But uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's wild, man. That's wild. Oh, shit. You still there, bro? Yep. Yep. I'm still here, bro. I was just like, I was contemplating it. I was like, oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Lost a little something on my uh, computer here. But uh, as long as you can hear me, man, that's all that uh, that's all that matters, man. 
All right, listen, so um, you got a little bit of a battle going on uh, at your house, and um, it's a little bit of a battle, actually a large battle going on in uh, Washington, man. I'm going to play this clip, and then we're going to roll into the news on this, but uh, just listen to this clip, man, and uh, let me know what you think. Here we go. All right. And of course, we having some audio uh, difficulties, but it'll just be uh, one second. But uh, let's see uh, what's Nick, up with this. Hold on, here we go. Did you over? All right, we might need to have a, a, a here. Did you overpromise to the American public what you could achieve in your first year in office, and how do you plan to course correct going forward? Why are you such an optimist? <laughs> Look, what? I didn't overpromise. And what I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. I did not anticipate that there'd be such a stalwart effort to make sure that the most important thing was that President Biden didn't get anything done. What? Yes. Yes. What are they for? They mean one thing they're for. And so the problem here is that I think what's happened is what I have to do and the, and the change in, in tactic, if you will. I have to make clear to the American people what we are for. We've passed a lot. Did you over? All right. So that is President Joe Biden. He had his uh, presidential news conference today on the eve of the one year anniversary of him taking office. Man, assess that, uh, that sound so, bite. So, there. No, did he say that he had outperformed? <laughs> he did say that. Yes. Okay. And you okay. Now you cannot say you was outperformed when testing getting tests is just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. You cannot like get tests, right? And then you did not pass the voting rights bill. Like you like it is it is dead on arrival. Voting mm-hmm. rights, the one thing you say you was you was gonna promise to get is not here. And then even to build back better, yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. So yeah. so performance like that's that's crazy. So you can just go down the thing. I was like, how you outperforming? But no, it it I almost fell out my chair when he said, who would have expected that at every corner and turn they would try to block me? Everybody. I was like, you you work under President Obama. <laughs> that's they that's they move. You already knew what it was. Yeah, man, that you was a, it. it was a wild press conference. It went about an hour plus, which uh, what uh, some reporters and news types didn't uh, think it would go that uh, far, man. But let's break down a couple of items that you talked about. So um, at least right now, the voting rights bill is dead on arrival. Uh, what's happening is that uh, some prominent West Virginians are starting now to put pressure on Senator Joe Manchin in an effort to sort of um, turn the tide on this and at least get them to, um, if not modify the um, filibuster bill to vote thumbs up uh, on the voting rights bill. Uh, People have come out, including uh, Jerry West, you know, he's a NBA Hall of Famer. He's the logo of the NBA. He's come out. Uh, I didn't even know that this guy was from West Virginia, but also prominent Nick Saban, the head football coach at the University of Alabama. He's come out. There is uh, also some rumblings that Huggy Bear, Bob Huggins, who used to coach at the <laughs> University of Cincinnati and uh, born Huggy in Bear. Morgan, 
Huggy Bear. He um, was born in Morgantown, West Virginia, coached at the University of West Virginia as well, that he may come out and um, encourage uh, Manchin to uh, get this bill passed. I don't know how it's going to work. But my thing, work. like, no, if, if they ain't encouraging him to, like, take down the filibuster, to get rid of the filibuster, you know, it don't mean nothing for him to, to, to vote for, like, voting rights. Because, like, what it is, like, on the record, he'll, like, he'll vote for, for voting rights, right? Like, a, a you know, a, a vote on it. And it's like, I, I was forward. I was forward. I voted yeah. yes forward, right? But you know that in order for it to pass, you got to get rid of the filibuster, and you can get rid of the filibuster. So it's, it's kind of like he walking that line where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm down. I, you know, I, I vote for, for voting rights. He's, he's going to do a, a yes vote for it, but it's still going to fail because you didn't do what was necessary to pass it. Yeah, yeah. So the pressure is one thing. And, you know, I always say follow the money, right? It's all about some money. So either be, you know, donors given to Manchin, which I don't think will happen. But I think in the next couple of weeks, you're going to start to see a boycott of West Virginia. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't know what they got going on in West Virginia. If you even boycotted West Virginia, if it would make a difference. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We like we don't want any more coal um, and we don't want any more <laughs> meth. So I don't know if that's going to disrupt the coal. I, and I can say West Virginia, it is pretty, right? Like it's got the, these rolling hills and whatnot, but it's wintertime now too. So winters are kind of harsh. So yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Like what is, what is, what's, what are we looking for? I don't even know what uh, if uh, a boycott of West Virginia economically would mean anything, but we'll we'll keep our eyes on this man and and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But um, maybe the tide is starting to turn, man. We'll see. Um, we'll we'll just have to figure it out and take things from there. The other thing that came out of the press conference is like Joe is like um, having like this wrestling beef with Russia, and you don't want to do that. He was like, mm. yo. Putin, if you invade Ukraine, um, you know, you're going to have to pay the price and you're going to, you know, you, you're going to get these hands. And I was like, you don't want to mess with that, dude. A lot of people is real shaky saying that if Russia invades Ukraine, it might be the start of World War Three, man. So, I mean, that would be very on brand for 2022, given what we had in 2020 and 2021, man. So, Assess yeah. this, like, you know, sort of threats. I don't know if they're idle or not. I don't even know if they're threats. You know, More like promises, I guess, Joe is making, saying to, you know, Russia, don't invade Ukraine. Yeah, but my, my thing is, like, what you really going to do? Because, you know, it's this is how I think of it. I think of it as simple, right? Like, okay, they amassing troops on the border, right? Right mm -hmm. there. And I don't know no other way to explain that. It's like, oh, no, we just, we doing some exercising. We just... We just stretching our legs, going for a walk. And it takes a lot of time to get people and equipment and stuff and to stage a front to like cross over into borders, right? So it's like this buildup. So it's like this slow walk to it. And all the time it feels like, you know, Biden is trying to send his message like, don't do it. Don't do it. Now, if you do it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come with it. But I was like, I don't, what is he going to come with? Man, I, I, don't I don't know, know what you would do. Like, like, okay, then you just leave out of Afghanistan. Yes. Like, pull you pulled everybody out of Afghanistan, and that that pullout was shaky. It was shaky. It could have went a whole lot better. And then you're gonna be right back in it with Russia and Ukraine. So I, I think I think Putin is is kind of making a bet. It's like he don't want nothing to smoke. Mm, mm, mm. 
we'll see how that turns out too, man. I mean, hopefully cooler heads will prevail, man. We just don't, uh, like you said, need that at this time. We stretched a little thin, to be perfectly honest with you. And even though it might be not be a, a ground troop war as far as the United States is concerned, man, getting into, you know, their business and, you know, that conflict uh, may not uh, turn out well, but uh, we'll see how that goes. The other thing Joe talked about the day before, 400 million COVID tests will be delivered through the U.S. mail postal system. Uh, is this shit going to work? No. <laughs> Simply, it's so many things can go wrong with this. I'm gonna go down the the ways that things can go wrong. Okay. All right. First, the U.S. government ain't got a good track record of rolling out internet sites to sign up for stuff. I point to the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. You know, so people just ain't got a strong belief in the government and rolling out websites. Now, I will say. Um, uh, producer E sent me the link um, the other day and I signed up for it. It was like a little beta test. There was beta beta testing the site. So I went ahead and signed up for it. And then they officially launched it. I think it was today or something like that. Okay. And, um, and so we'll, we'll see how it goes. If folks able to get, you know, all the information in and sign up for it. So that's the first hurdle is just signing up for it. Okay. Now the second hurdle, I believe is just like the vaccines, right? Like, is it enough in supply and can you get it, um, you know, to the appropriate places to get it distributed out around the country to mm-hmm. everywhere in the country, right? Like everybody's going to be signing up for them tests because, because they've been hard to get. So can you get, can you distribute all those tests out to the post office to deliver them? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the first challenge. Like the post office got to get them and get them to the post office branches and all that stuff so they can kind of get out to the routes to get to people. So that's that's the second one. And then the third one is like, how how the mail carriers going to going to deliver all these tests? You know, like those tests are kind of thick. Right. And they're not heavy, but like they're bulky. Right. So I'm thinking about. How do, like do you are they going to deliver with the same equipment that little mail truck full of um full of um COVID test kits and then how do you carry that from house to house like normally like you get a bag and you can walk you know a couple of blocks and then go back to the the mail truck and then drive off to the other thing but now you're going to be mu- making multiple trips back and forth to the um to the mail truck man it's just, it's just so many ways that can go wrong so I don't, I don't think they're going to get them out on time. <sighs> Agree with everything you said. Let me assess this and tell you how I would have did it. Okay, uh, Postmaster General Nook Bishop. Okay. All right. One, I would have found out whoever do the direct mail for Bed Bath and Beyond them twenty percent off coupons. <laughs> yes, you get so many of them consistently. <laughs> that would be my go-to vendor to get these COVID tests. And you don't tests. even have to sign up for them. I was like, no, current no, resident. You, you know you go get them. You know you just gonna current them. resident. That would have been all you got to do. That would have been one. Okay. Two, everybody got them Christmas bills that just rolled through. Right. So you had the same mail carrier for your route, but you give them the truck. And on Sunday for double or triple overtime, you fill up the truck with just COVID tests and you give them the little plastic bags. You put four COVID tests in the bag and you just drop them off at all the addresses, all the addresses, all the addresses every Sunday till you get it done. 
Now, and yeah, you have a particular day assigned to it. I like that. Like this is this is COVID test delivery day. And yeah. ain't we gotta mess with the mail, they ain't gotta slow nothing up. This is a whole separate day. Exactly. Now, the only other thing I could think of logistically that might work is that for individual zip code or something like that, or individual neighborhood, you get you an 18-wheeler full of COVID tests, right? And you say, hey, on Sunday from 10 to 4, or excuse me, on Saturday from 10 to 4 and Sunday from noon to 5, you come get your four COVID tests. Then we just like yeah. hit the little gun with the QR code. So-and-so, Susan Smith got them four, boom. And you go and you say, you're no, going to be there that's today. You know, you know, okay, a couple of things on that. I think that'll work because one, it's been proven to work in disasters, right? Like, yes. like it's a 18-wheeler uh, full of bottled water and like supplies and they roll up and they give it to a whole town that's been like devastated by a tornado, right? That's like right. that work, like stage it like a disaster um, and you can kind of set it up. And then the other thing I saw that work at Nook, which I think is a good idea, is like back when the pandemic hit and food and people had to give out food, that's mm -hmm. what they did. Like 18 wheelers would roll up with prepackaged foods and stuff like that. You get some volunteers out and they would get in the, the cars would line up and they would just come up and they would put it in the car and people would drive on off. And that worked. So you, Man. you, you got something right there. That 18-wheeler, boom, you you told them when you was going to be there, you put them in a little bag, boom, you got it, and that's good. After that, you know, it is what it is. Man, look, the other thing is, um, you know, um, with them rolling up with the 18-wheelers, man, it's like uh, create a line, you know, like at the club and create some, they be like, oh, what's going on over there? But you know what's going to happen, though, with these COVID tests once they start to arrive. Remember I told you Walmart in December – the COVID test was $6 and they raised the cost to $20. These COVID tests that the government is issuing, they're going to start to show up on eBay for $20, $30, $40, $50 a piece, especially in these areas where people didn't get them off the website or they can't get the COVID test. People about to get paid off these COVID tests oh, and you about know to what? deliver that in the is, mail. That's, they, they will know because especially, and you know who I think will pay for it, who will be a, the market for it? I think it'll be like restaurants and other businesses who want to test their employees to make sure they can still work, but they ain't got enough tests to do it. So yeah. I, I can see them saying like, oh, this is part of doing business. We got to do the test. Like, and you can hit like one-offs, like, you know, somebody who might need one, they'll, they'll get it. But yeah, I think you might see that. Yeah, yeah. And look, this thing is bound to be a disaster, right? Because we have talked about um, the male people, when they get overwhelmed, they just go ahead and throw the uh, mail down a ravine or a cliff <laughs> or a hill or wind up in a creek. Yeah, just a bag. They find bags of mail like months later. Exactly. <laughs> they ain't never get delivered. The I, other I think thing I do that. If I, if I got a truck full of like these, these kits, and I was like, it's going to take me four more hours to deliver this. I supposed to been all four hours ago. Them kids, I, 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 I probably wouldn't throw them in the trash. But like they might not get them kids. They they might might somebody get, else might get them. I could dig that. Man, the other thing is, is that the W-2 and other financial statements for everybody, taxes is coming, man. That's more mail for the mail people, man. And now you're throwing the COVID tests into that mix. Man, these people might not get these COVID tests till April or May. Oh, you know what, Nook? I just thought about this and you said it is what if this slow up? the mail you're supposed to get. Like you said, like, well, if the mix-up, you get the COVID, the COVID testing kit, but you don't get your W-2s and you can't file your taxes for that return. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> That's like, that. Like if you missing, if you missing the mail you're supposed to get, 
because of these COVID tests locking stuff up. Mm-hmm. And you know that you know the postal service, the joy is already got it jacked up. So this this about to be jacked up even more. This is crazy, man. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see how this turns out, man. Uh, this is just not looking good. Not looking you, good. You know what's all. gonna happen? Your your boy is gonna um your boy um 40, 45. I mean not 45, mm. oh Lord. Um, um Trump is gonna call the joy. Yeah. And he's gonna be like, hey, <laughs> go ahead and slow these tests up. <laughs> like I can see Joe on the ropes now. <laughs> I saw his hundred-day press conference. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if these tests don't go well, I think I think I can get in there again. Mike, you, you listen, gonna call in all kind of favors. Mike, listen, it's me, your former ex-president, your favorite ex-president. Listen, I need you to do me a favor. Listen, I'm not saying don't deliver the test. Obviously, everyone needs the test. I've got the booster. I feel great. But uh, <laughs> if you slow down, you know, for Sleepy Joe, this is what they're expecting. Just slow down the delivery of the test. I'll come out looking golden. And I de- you owe me one, Mike. You owe me, Mike. Mike, listen. Listen, just slow it down. Don't like who beat, put you there? Don't break your neck to deliver these tests. You know, if they get there, they get there. They don't, they don't. What can we do? But, you know, just consider that while you're processing them and just process them a little bit more slowly. And I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be that straightforward too. It'll be no slyness about it, no hitting or beating around the bush. It'll be just that. Thank you, Mike. I'll see you this weekend. <laughs> the other thing is now people got a built-in excuse for their bills. Talking about, oh, I never got that bill. You never, I can't pay a bill that you ain't sent me. I ain't received it. I got these COVID tests, but I didn't get, you know, that bill from such and such and such and such. I'm not on electronics, so I can't pay a bill that, that I don't have. So where is it? And, you know, people be playing that game two three rounds like oh yeah i finally got the bill like in may <laughs> and uh they getting the threatening cutoff notice so uh we'll see what's up you are listening to the uh the digital gumbo podcast america's best podcast talking about news current events race culture and politics we're available on most podcast platforms including apple Podcasts, amazon music google podcast and um where else spotify uh, Deezer, uh, Podbean, a whole bunch of platforms, iHeartRadio. So uh, just uh, log on to your favorite podcast platform and uh, and listen to us today. Full library of episodes is available. This is episode 74. We're also available on your smart speakers, including Alexa. I can say that now because I muted uh, my Alexa smart speaker and also Google, uh, excuse me, your Google Assistant. Uh, additionally, we got a couple other properties that we just launched in 2022. We're very proud of them. Yeah, we yeah. want you to, yeah, we want you to be, uh, we want you to be a part of these shows. Now, the Idris Elbow Show Mondays on Twitter Ooh. Spaces at 7:30 p.m. You want to go to Twitter and follow my main man, Idris Elbow. He is at I am I D R I S. E-L-B-O-W, I am Idris Elbow, and his show, the Idris Elbow Show, comes on Mondays on Twitter Spaces at 7.30. Go on, follow him. He gets a notification. At the beginning of the week, he'll put the notice out about when the show will be coming on, Monday at 7.30. Just click Reminders. You get a reminder right on your phone, right before the show, and then tune in and listen to what my man has to say. I was on uh, this Monday. We had a great show. And uh, if you missed it, you missed my player, club name, Cedric, 
Also uh, introduced y'all to Boo Boo Bishop and uh, uh, Boogie Bishop, I'm sorry, and also introduced you to somebody named Chad Bishop. So um, I wish you was there. We actually uh, now have found out that we can take these spaces. So we might create uh, some new mini shows and share those with you. Then the other property that we're working on now, uh, I just launched that on Tuesday with my homegirl Adrena J as my first guest, the Nookie Bishop Jr. Show Tuesdays on Twitter Spaces. So what you want to do is go on and follow me uh, at Nookie Bishop Jr. at N-O-O-K-I-E-B-I-S-H-O-P-J-R. Follow me. I'll get the notification. We already got the um, notice out for the next Nookie Bishop Show Tuesday at 7.30 Eastern. And, um, you know, we can bring in some interesting uh, people in getting them lined up uh, right now for the first quarter of uh, 2022. So again, the Idris Elbow Show, 7.30 Monday on Twitter Spaces, the Nookie Bishop Jr. Show, 7.30 on Tuesday at Twitter Spaces. And we are in negotiations with T. Petty, who is on assignment this week to see if we can get a intermittent every so now, uh, every uh, so often uh, show, the T. Petty Show as well. You know Ooh, it's going to be fire. Yeah, yeah. So we we working on that, and uh, we'll see what can go on. Okay, we talked about these COVID tests, Drees. You know who didn't get a COVID test or who didn't get a vaccine? The okay, uh, tennis player Novak Djokovic. Oh Lord! So he's supposed to play in the Australian Open. He uh, had the court cases. They eventually kicked his ass out of Australia for being unvaccinated. They told him don't come over there anyway. He thought he was going to get an exemption. They was like no. Nah. Then they was like yeah. Then they was like no. Nah. And then it was like, get out. And then the French Open happens after the Australian Open. And France already told him, don't come over here if you ain't vaccinated. So, man, talk about uh, Novak Djokovic. His nickname is the Joker. Talk about this Joker being <laughs> unvaccinated and thinking he could just play in the tennis tournament anyway. Yeah, okay. This, this means, like, you've been living your whole life and saying, like, you know what? Systems work for me. I can get systems to do what I want them to do. You know, black people don't live like that. Black people live like the system is always not going to work for us. <laughs> I don't care what the situation is. We it's like we're gonna have to try to figure out how to how to how to get in line with this so we can kind of move forward. So I, I just don't understand how can you hear a country say, "Look, don't come in here unless you're vaccinated," and then you turn around, it's like, "Well, I think I can get in anyway." And I don't care if you can make whatever exceptions you think you can make and say, like, I had COVID before and I have whatever. And it's like, if you ain't vaccinated, you ain't getting in. And you act like they like you don't believe them. And then you fly all the way over there. And then you be like, what do you mean I can't come in? And it's like, we told you, you got to be vaccinated. So it, it, it just it just boggles my mind that he would think he could get into a country um, just by like talking his way in. Man, that's the classic definition of privilege. You're like, this what they say, but that don't apply to me. I'm just going to go over there anyway. And um, I'm going to get in this tennis tournament vaccinated or unvaccinated. And um, yeah, they showed you the door like uh, Australia, New Zealand, all over there. They don't play. They ain't been playing and they've been in lockdown, you know, uh, a couple times with the uh, the virus, yeah, yeah they, they've been hit hard, and they had to go on super lockdown. So they, so I, I would be mad if I was saying like, you mean to tell me my country put me on lockdown, 
and we got to be all careful. And they letting some willy nilly person in here who ain't been vaccinated and they can float around anywhere they want to go. Like, no, you can't do that. Mm, mm, mm. Ridiculous. So France said, don't come over there. So that's two of the grand slams. It's uh, Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, and then the U.S. Open later in the year in the fall. So we'll see if this uh, dude gets vaccinated or not, man. But um, yeah, yeah I, they I, I, hope, I hope you don't turn into some like martyr for like that. The anti-vaxxers or oh, like, um, or, you know, like this is like some like discrimination. Like you can't you can't play sports because you're not vaccinated. I was like, oh, my God. Like, him, you know, him, Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving on coin, they going to have their own tennis tournament. It's just be for unvaccinated people. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should split it like that. Just have like the unvaccinated like tournaments and the vaccinated tournaments. Exactly. <laughs> and you'd be the best, the best unvaccinated tennis player in the world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. OK, now Novak Djokovic is the Joker. You know who else is a damn Joker? Who's that? This, this pastor, Mike Todd, from this Oklahoma megachurch. Let me take y'all to okay. church real right. quick. Okay. Let me take y'all to church real quick from the and good he says book. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, right. So let me let me uh, get this from the good book now. John And, it's, and it's, a, it's a brother? It's a brother. It's a brother. Okay. This is uh, from the Gospel of John, chapter 9, verse 6. After, after saying this, he, Jesus, spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. So if you know your Bible, Jesus cured a blind man. He spit on the ground into the dirt, made some mud, put it on the man's eyes, and healed him. Okay? All right. Now, okay. Pastor Mike Todd and... I, I really did not pay attention to the audio in the video because I was concentrating on what was happening on the video portion of it. We will post a link to this um, in the podcast notes. Pastor Mike spit on his hands. Then he touched the man's shoulder. It was a man that was up there, you know, in the, in the pulpit area with him as he was delivering his sermon, talking something about vision or what people couldn't see or the whole nine yards and proceeded to take the saliva in his hand and wiped it on a man, a parishioner, or a member of the congregation's face. Drees, what? Drees, you saw the video. React to this, bro. Listen, okay. So he spit in his hand. Yes. And then wiped that on a man's face. A man's face. I guess face. in his eyes. Kind of like as Jesus well. did. Mm. And so <laughs> Pastor Mike ain't start. Jesus. I, I know. So is first of all, it's like, all right. First of all, it is you spit on your hand. You spit in your hand mm, mm, and then wiped it on somebody's face. That's like assault. I think that's, that's assault. unwanted touching by classic yeah. legal definition. That uh, is unwanted touching, yes. and then and then you using bodily fluid during a pandemic. Yes, right, like exchanging body fluid during a pandemic, and then the body fluid goes towards like orifice, like your nose and your eyes and stuff like that. Right, so it's just like I'm gonna make sure you get whatever is in this <laughs> in your body, mm -mm. right? Mm -mm. And so, so that's one. It's just like the 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 physical violation the health hazard of doing that and then just the hypocrisy of doing that 
in the name of Jesus. Mm, like mm, I'm mm. in the name of Jesus, I'm a spit in your eye. Mm-mm, like mm-mm. Who, like that don't even make no sense. Mm-mm, and um, mm-mm. wow, I yeah, I don't. Whew, whew. Okay, now listen to me. Okay, so like um, you know, I was raised Catholic, so how it goes is uh, priest, right, and then uh, bishop, and then bishops become uh, archbishops cardinals and then cardinal is like one heartbeat away from being a pope okay so that's yep. how that go okay now i don't advocate violence right i'm a bishop an unordained bishop okay nookie bishop <laughs> jr okay but let me tell you something first of all first of all first of all uh i would have been at least three feet away i wouldn't have been no sucker going up to the front of the church or whatever with this unplanned <laughs> shit and then when i saw him spit like it would have became six, nine, ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm like what? What? So now it's partially the man's fault, but I understand that. But um, if your pastor, it ain't, ain't that man's fault. It ain't that man's fault. You if your pastor that, put hands on you or spits on his hands and touches you on the shoulder or especially in the face, that is an okay from the Reverend Nookie Bishop Jr. to whoop your motherfucking pastor's ass. That (laughs) is assault. You punch him in the stomach, punch him in the face, break his arm, kick him in the groin area, something. But it ain't ain't no man, and especially ain't no reverend, I don't give a damn if it's a church or not, gonna um, put spit in my face. Now, let me tell you something. That is is literally spitting in your face. That is spitting in your face. That's like literally spitting in your face. That is literally spitting in your face. Now, let me tell you something. My late great-grandmother, Dorothy Beatrice White, once told me, I must have been maybe about 10, 11 years old. She said, listen, it don't matter if he's a reverend. A reverend can lie just like anybody else. A reverend can lie. So, you know, I have my, you know, sort of uh, uh, mindset framed early about the clergy. And I'm saying there's a lot of yep. good clergy people out here. They yep. ain't spitting on their um, parishioners and members of the congregation. I can dig it. But my grandmother was more from like the, the Reverend Ike school, if you know who I'm talking about, yep. as opposed to uh, <laughs> Reverend Todd. Like, um, yeah, Reverend uh, Todd would have got punched in his face. Now, he came out afterwards. He know that that shit was wrong and apologized. But the damage is done. You didn't spit on your yeah. hand and then put it on that man's face in the front of the congregation. Man, I'm going to get me one of them good attorneys, Heathcliff and Slocum or whatever ones, you know, the ones that... Um, <laughs> yeah, that come on late at night. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's pain and suffering and embarrassment. That person can't go back to that church like, oh, that's the nigga that day uh, he spit on <laughs> last week. And they yeah. point and laughing at him. Mm-mm, mm-mm, ain't going. I, I, you know, I, I just wonder what the congregation like did, like, cause you know, you know, some like, <laughs> you know, like the women be in the church, they be like, Ooh, that's nasty, <laughs> like you oh. nasty. <laughs> That's like that's how you answer nasty. that with your family members and stuff like that, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. So yeah, uh, Reverend uh, Todd did apologize, man, but the damage is done. Um, they need to what they do when they um, when they make you lose your church as a reverend, they defrock you like it's like an excommunication yeah. from the church. Yeah, you about to be defrocked. Uh, you can't be spitting on people and then rubbing it and then they face up. Somebody he gonna get. And my, my thing is like, okay, and it's not like. Like a lot of churches, like they use holy or blessed oil. It's, it's so many things you can do. Just keep you a little bit of blessed oil right there, or holy water, or something. But not spit. I ain't never heard like no spit, like holy spit. This is the holy spit. The holy spit. Been, you missing, been you're missing the R. The holy this spit. This saliva been blessed. 
And he ain't no real preacher anyway, because a real preacher got a hand a handkerchief, it don't matter what season it is. <laughs> the wife is brown, and he yeah. must have been an amateur at this. So um, you know, we hope that that dude is all right and that he don't get sick, man. But yeah, that's uh that's absolutely terrible. Okay, man. Now I told you I was raised Catholic, and I want to run this by you and see what you think. They all have right. uh, a church, I forget where it is. But it's a former church, and um, you know, as parishioners move more to the suburbs and stuff, and um, you know, people move out of cities, a lot of churches are becoming abandoned. Um, this entrepreneur bought a church that was for sale, and he has turned it into a beer tasting room, and they also make what? beer on the premises. Um, is, do you have any issue with them taking a former church and turning that into a beer room? or into like a beer tasting room, like a, a brewery, so to speak, on the former church premises? You know, I think I would feel some kind of way about it, right? Like, but you know, like when you think about all buildings have some kind of different use to them or, or land at some point, right? So like, I guess it's, it's probably happened in the history, you know, of, of just like civilization, right? Like a place that was once a, a church or a sacred ground is now used for something else so i kind of get it get that piece but uh i don't know if they if they plan it up like it was a church and like doing beer like this is like the blood of jesus um brew or something like that mm, i mm, might mm, be opposed mm. to it if they like playing into it but if it's just the, the building and the space i can i can, I can see that but it, it is kind of weird though now, see, um, there's two schools of thought on this, right? Like they're not saying like it's like, um, you know, holy water, uh, you know, brewery or something like that. But like uh, for most Protestants and like um, you was raised in the South and I was, you know, again, raised Catholic, but then, you know, converted to um, uh, a Protestant Presbyterian. Um, so like in the bingo halls and sometimes in the church halls and stuff, they actually serve beer sometimes when they have a wedding reception, but sometimes they just serve beer as like a money-making thing on the side and Catholic churches and like, uh, the halls that they might have that are they, connected they sell to beer the church. in Catholic churches. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they what? do like, um, I know that, uh, they had a, is, a is, bar it, is it too late to convert? <laughs> No, never too late to convert. I remember I went to a wake and the wake was actually in the church and the church had a liquor license and they so they didn't sell beer, but um, beer was made available and um, it was a big hall. I mean, it could easily fit, I think, between 200 and 500 people. But um, yeah, they had a liquor license and sometimes when they had bingo and stuff and other events, they could uh, sell beer. So that's one thing. But then, you know, when you go into a Protestant church, it ain't going to be no it ain't going to be no alcohol on the premises, you know, it's like, um, we, we just don't, Protestants just don't get down like that. At least the ones that I know, it's like, they don't even have the wine no more when they have communion. It's just um, a <laughs> little grape juice and stuff now. So, um, so yeah, man, but yes, it was, uh, it's interesting, man. I, mean, I bet you it's a wonderful space. Those, uh, architecturally, um, have a lot of solid, uh, stone brick, you know, um, glass metal with them. So I bet you it's a, a, uh, uh, very aesthetically pleasing place. But um, I know that uh, folks uh, one way or the other might have feelings about beer being served at the former church. Um, James Brown, the late great James Brown, there was yeah. uh, one of the House of Blues 
And um, I forget what location it was in, but James Brown refused to sing uh, Sex Machine at the um, at the House of Blues location because um, he said it was a former church. So he just changed the lyrics for that uh, for those appearances and those concerts to Love Machine. So, you know, uh, people that I, knew you know, him, I know. Yeah, I, I, I actually can dig that with James Brown because like, you know, at some point when you go before your maker, you're going to have to answer for all the stuff you've done. And I, it's like, I, I, I'm with James Brown. You ain't got to be blatant with it. Like when yeah. you get to the to the pearly gates and, and God's like, yeah, you remember that time <laughs> you was in our concert yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that was my church? Like you got to at least say like, I, so I understand James Brown's like, oh, look, I'm changing these words. I don't care what you say. This is between me and my maker and I ain't going there because I ain't got, I don't want to have to explain it. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, man, it's like uh, me, you and people of our ilk, you know, drinking in a former church, um, you know, that's a little different. Now, if it's the house of blues, man, you know, we got to have us, especially if it's in New Orleans, <laughs> in New Orleans we got to have us two category five hurricanes and uh, we just have to chalk that up to the game. Um, but yeah, man, James Brown did not uh, perform sex machine. Yeah. He just called it love machine at the uh, house of blues. I think in New Orleans, which uh, was a former church, I do believe. No, um, let me, okay, let me. I've, I've seen this happen in the in the Catholic Church. You know when they do um, is it uh, communion, right? Is that mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. Communion when they like you know they they drink the wine and they do the you know the, the bread, the crackers, you know the body and whatnot and mm-hmm. the blood. They like I've seen some churches drink out that same cup and then they will wipe it and turn it around. Yeah, yeah. I they think they uh, turn it around. I- yeah, I, I think they, they don't do that anymore. Like they maybe okay, might have ended right. that ten or twenty years ago. So yeah. Okay, so it was like a long time ago because I was, like, I was like, I know they ain't doing it now during COVID, but I was wondering if anybody was still practicing that at all. Still there, bro? Yep. Yeah, okay. I just wonder if people still practicing that at all because I was like, yeah, I know they're not doing it during COVID. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't. They don't do that anymore, man. So, um, you know, um, they. I don't know if there's little vials of uh, the the um, the grape juice or what have you. So, but yeah, I know that they uh, they did not law it, but they just don't uh, do that uh, practice anymore, man. So that's what's up. Um, uh, Dateline, Michigan, bro. A judge scolded a 72 year old cancer patient. What happened was his case came to court. Um, you know, he's going through chemotherapy and whatnot, and he was unable to keep his house up with the grass. Man, the judge told him that if she could, she would give him jail time for not keeping up with his property, man, and um, shame that man in court. Bro, assess this. This this was some bullshit. Yeah, and, and so this story, like, it, it goes deeper because I think this judge had some issues with immigrants, right? And when you think about just on the surface of it, if someone's, like, sick and going through it and their property is, like, is just, like, weeds are overgrown and stuff like that, you know, if you're part of a real community, people's like, hey, look, I know you, you like, you know, going through it right now. We're going to help you with your yard. I got five other neighbors together and we're going to kind of clear this out. Um, it's going to help you. And, you know, quite honestly, we tired of looking at it too. So like, go ahead and knock it out for them. Like, right. No neighbors went to knock on the door to say like, Hey, you need some help with this. We can help you knock this out. You know what, what you need, but they, they, I guess somebody reported them 
And then the judge just like jumped on, right? Ridiculous. And and if you got if you battling cancer, like no, you're not gonna be able to do that or feel like doing that. And like and it's not like you know you can get to it like next week, right? Like this is like usually months, maybe a year, maybe even longer that you're kind of having this battle. And the last thing you worried about is cutting your grass or taking <laughs> care of your yard when you're trying to like you know fight for your life. Man, she need to go and uh, look at my man, the traffic judge. I think he's in New Haven, Connecticut, man. He's always compassionate with people and know that they have situations. And um, I forget his name, but that judge is a, the right kind of judge, man. He's compassionate and shows compassion to them people that be in traffic court. The other thing yeah. is, man, is a, a case in Louisiana. It was a video that surfaced of a lady judge. She was reviewing her home video uh, surveillance camera footage with her family and called a black man um, who was spotted on the um, on the video allegedly taking something from her property. Called the man a nigger on the damn video. The video surfaced, and she had to resign, man. And um, that was the end wow. of her uh, career as a judge, bro. These judges <laughs> so, is off the chain. <laughs> off the chain, and it, it's so funny. Like that little video that you set up to catch them caught you. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Got your just desserts. Damn, man, they need to, man, they need to be more like Judge Judy. What's the other uh, lady yeah. from uh, Judge Wapner and the one that Judge uh, DePiro? Was it Brown? Was it a black judge? Judge Joe the Brown, Brown. Joe Judge Brown. Mathis, yeah. Yeah. And um, Judge Million, that's what I'm talking about. They need to, yeah. you know, they need to be studying these TV judges, man, and have some type of compassion. Now, you could yell well, at I, I tell you what, like, you know, judges, like you said, like like pastors, obviously, who spitting in people's, <laughs> spitting in their hand and putting on people's face, they is, they is humans, too, and mm -hmm. they they susceptible to all the flaws of other humans. But then, you know, you, you had this past administration that was just like, popping in judges and trying to stack the court. So who knows, mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, we, well, I guess we know like what it looks like now for a lot of judges is yeah. it's rough in a lot of communities. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Now listen, um, I'm going to try and tread lightly on this, but I'm going to share my opinion because this is the digital gumbo podcast. Hopefully this shit don't get us canceled. Okay. <laughs> now there is a swimmer, Leah Thomas, She's a okay. swimmer at uh, Penn University, right? Okay. Yeah. University of Pennsylvania. She's a transgendered swimmer. Um, okay. I believe uh, born male, but now um, identifies as female. And she is um, smashing all the records in terms of uh, the swim meets that she's participating in. Um, yep. Somebody interviewed her and she likened herself and called herself the Jackie Robinson of collegiate swimming. I was offended by this. I was offended by it. Let me, let me go down the list, okay? One, um, I don't know Leah Thomas, but I don't think anybody has ever called her nigger before, um, you know, a track meet. That's one. Uh, two, I'm pretty sure Leah Thomas gets to stay in the same hotel as her teammates when they go on the road for swim meets. And three, I'm pretty sure Leah Thomas gets to if she wants to. I don't know why anybody would do this during COVID, but um, gets to drink out of the same water fountain as everybody else if she so chooses and eat in the same restaurants on the road as everybody else. So I just didn't, uh, that um, Jackie Robinson comparison didn't uh, hit home with me. Um, so, bro, assess yeah, this. 
The Jackie yeah. Robinson of intercollegiate swimming? Yeah, so, okay, so this is my take on what I think Leah was trying to communicate, right? That she was a barrier breaker, right? Like Jackie Robinson was. Like she's a barrier breaker for her sport in that way, right? But I think it is, it is, this I think is when comparisons go awry, right? Because then you're, you're trying to compare like one oppression to, to another, right? Yeah, and I yeah. think there's a, a, a way to kind of be an allyship, right? And to say like, hey, I support you, you support me, we're battling the same type of discrimination, but it is a, a pretty bad example when you're, you're trying to compare like race and, and gender, right? Uh, especially like, and I would, I would imagine Leah is white, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so. so yeah. And so that's when it kind of all comes crashing down, right? When you're trying to compare that and make it the same, uh, you know, across these like racial and ethnic like groups. Right. Um, so I think it was just a a poor like example on her part. I, I, I think I can see what she was trying to do. But then, like, you know, from those examples that you listed, it's like, no, that's not the quite the same. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. yeah. And so this one, like, this one fell flat for me, too. I was like, uh-uh, that's, that's, that's not a good comparison to me. But I, I understand the point she was trying to make. Right, right. Um, even Michael Phelps, the most uh, decorated uh, American swimmer, swimmer of all time worldwide, uh, weighed in on it, saying that there needs to be uh, an even playing field on this. So, We'll see how this uh, story continues to develop. But again, uh, that Jackie Robinson comparison yeah. just didn't hit. And you know, the, the, the other thing, too, that like is just problematic, right? Like with that, right? Like, you know, you have black swimmers who's like, you can't even wear a, 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 a swim cap made for black people in their hair. Yeah. Right. And, and so it, it just kind of it feels a little tone deaf, I think, is the thing that like that why you probably bristle against it, right? Like it's, it feels a little tone deaf and like, yeah, like we recognize like that oppression that you're experiencing, but then you kind of leap over or kind of trivialize like the oppression of, of other folks that are currently going through it as well. And kind of you kind of almost it's, it's like you're you're kind of affiliating with this like challenge in order to advance yourself. So I, I get I get your feeling, but I, I can see like kind of where she was coming from, but like not see it either. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, we're going to change gears, man. Now, you know, your boys when trying to do a little bit better, you know, um, starting out the first of the year, we into the third week now and, and doing a lot better. Your boy be eating Cheerios for breakfast, man, and replaced it uh, with the other stuff I was eating for breakfast with these Cheerios. So I'm doing okay, man. And you know, Wait, it's, it's, the, it's the heart healthy Cheerios. Well, I guess it's all the, of them are heart healthy, but like they got different kind of honey nut, yeah. crunch ones or whatever. Which ones you got? Man, I got the Honey Nut Cheerios one. And then we talked about the cereals. We need to maybe have a Sweet 16 of cereals, you know, like uh, a oh, Crown of Champion. Yeah. But, you know, I, I get the Honey Nut Cheerios. Y'all y'all, um, y'all roasted me. 
because I ate the crackling Obra and y'all said y'all never heard of that before. <laughs> That's neither the here nor there. That's one of my favorite cereals. And also the um the Quaker oatmeal squares. They got like the brown sugar and then they got oh, another yeah. flavor. They're pretty crispy, man, and they stay crispy in milk, so that's uh, good for your heart, man. So I'm not a hot oatmeal person, so, uh, you know, I try and get uh, oats or, or, you know, the uh, oatmeal as best I can, so that's a couple of ways I can do that. Okay, now, the devil is a lie. People trying to do better, especially with the resolutions or just the changes that they're trying to make. Man, I swear, watching the football games, every damn commercial is like two for six, two for five. Get this, get that. <laughs> yep. And they know people be there and they watching the game like, man, I could go at halftime and get me a burger and boom, bam, bip and be back. Man, they running these. I seen the one thing they said, man, get a breakfast sandwich. Any beverage you want is free. They was like, you can get a Frosty Chino. Da, 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 da. I was just like, what the hell? No, it, it, it is bad because like watching professional sports now it is for so long it has been permission to eat junk too right it's one is in the stadium right like you got stadium food which is like it's just beers lots of cheese lots of like artificial food like Mm -hmm. or you know hot dogs or whatever Mm -hmm. so you got it in the stadium in person but then it transferred to like your living room so even when you watch a game right like I want wings, I want nachos, I want like, you know, beer, I want like, you know, all the stuff. So it's kind of become almost conflated with sports and like, and bad eating, which is crazy because most athletes can't eat like that or don't eat like that. Right, so it's like right. the people you watching on TV probably got some of the cleanest diets and healthiest diets out there and they watch what they put into their body and they exercise and they are healthy. And then when you watch them, we're probably the most unhealthy people doing the most unhealthy eating habits as we watch the healthy people run around and, and, and entertain us. So that mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. You literally watch uh, football games and sporting events. It's like penis pills, medicine, chips, uh, food <laughs> delivery services and food, pizza, wings, et cetera, et cetera. Case in point, this is what I wanted to ask you. The big burrito house, the pepper burrito house, we're not going to say the name because we're not getting paid. They said that they got a plant-based chorizo. If you do not know what chorizo is, chorizo is a wonderfully spiced sausage. Delicious. It is delicious. delicious. You can have it on a <laughs> bun. I once had a chorizo and cheese omelet um, mm. one time in the Southwest with some peppers and onions, and it was absolutely delightful. Uh, Chorizo is sausage. The burrito bowl place is saying now that they have a plant-based chorizo. Idris Elbow, can a plant be chorizo? (laughs) No. The thing that kills me now is that um, it's it's like marketing, right? And, um, And... Everybody now is saying like plant-based, right? Like any any meat substitute, they, they're going to call plant-based, right? Because it's probably either made out of soy or some plant, whatever. And marketing found out that consumers like the term plant-based. That sounds nicer than saying like soy or like mm. um, meat substitute. So they use plant-based. So plant-based chorizo, plant-based whatever, 
and and people like buy it, but it's like it's still like meat substitute, and you really don't know what that is. Like they say plant based, but I don't know. Like really, is that really plant? And then you can't you can't call something that's like saying you want some plant based steak. It's exactly. like that's not steak. Like why call that steak? It's something else. <laughs> and it's like you know you can't have plant based chorizo because it's like. That's not what chorizo is. Like you can put the same flavors in there. You can even maybe make it the same texture, but it's really not chorizo. So man, this is not gonna turn out well. Remember the judge threw out the soup from the person that was vegan or vegetarian. They went to Burger King and they wanted the Impossible Whopper, and they sued because the Impossible Whopper patties was on the same grill as the regular Whopper patties, and they said they got animal blood juice from the regular <laughs> Whopper patty on a um, burger patty, and they got sick or something like that the judge was like hell no you go ma'am you sir you going to burger king not yes. impossible whopper king you going to burger king like you what know, part even, of that even, don't you understand yeah even chipotle you know when they be dipping the little spoons in the stuff you're gonna get some like plant-based chorizo mixed with the regular chorizo <laughs> like it's, it's gonna happen because it's right there they in the same they're right next to the same container so it was like right there. And then, you know, the, the, the other thing, I, you, I, I don't know if you remember when this happened, but, you know, when they had like milk, you know, milk that came from cows mm -hmm. and then the dairy industry got pissed because they started doing like almond milk, soy mm -hmm. milk, all yeah. that. And the dairy industry is like, that ain't milk. We milk. Yes. They can't be taking, they can't be saying they milk. It's like that the dairy industry saying like they are nut juice. That's basically what that is. <laughs> almond, almond, that's nut juice. That you call it nut juice. But it's like juice. it's all marketing, like saying like it's soy, <laughs> soy milk, almond <laughs> milk, whatever. I was like, that's that's nut juice. Basically, <laughs> that's what it is. Here's and so they, so they had to change their name. They couldn't use milk anymore. And <laughs> I forgot what they used. They came up with some other term that sounded better than nut juice. Wow. But. <laughs> And now here's Nelly with his hit nut. I want nut juice. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I need to let it loose. Wait, what's, what's that? Uh, that was our Tina's Turner song, Nutbush. Nut juice. Nutbush, Tennessee. She only want me for my nut juice. I'm talking my nut juice. I'm talking my nut juice. Oh, man. I want to let it loose. Let her loose. Okay, that's a bad idea. The other thing is, have you seen these KFC commercials with the Colonel? And he's like, he got this boat. Of like, he said, it's impossible chicken. Wait, no, he didn't. Yeah, it's they, like. They don't have no thing. Okay, no remember, remember Buffalo chicken. Wild Wings? They was doing the thighs. It looked like coated thighs. And he said, this is impossible chicken. I'm just like, what the hell is going on That You're right. It is impossible chicken because it's not chicken. It's I don't know what it is. And like, wow, impossible chicken, plant-based chicken. <laughs> this is it's just, getting, it's just getting out of control. You know what I think this is? No, hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it is the world is 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 running out of like meat supply. Yeah. That's like, I, I think it is. I think it's like we just like it's unsustainable in the way that we've been like just going at it and like you know, protein and meat is just unsustainable. And I think eventually we're gonna be all plant-based 
everything because it's just gonna be like it ain't no it ain't enough meat to go around mm-hmm. that you gotta have plant-based substitutes and then we, we're saying it as a healthy option as a, as a way to shift but i think it's just because like it's unsustainable the way we've been eating and consuming that we got to introduce different substitutes into the into our diets and i think that's 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 what's happening you're starting to see that shift that's some crazy stuff. Okay, so KFC and I think Taco Bell owned by the same corporation, right? So you're telling me you get impossible chicken on the KFC side, but then you could get you like a chalupa with alleged meat on the Taco Bell side of things, right? That's crazy. The and then Taco thing, Bell started doing chicken wings, and you mean and they owned by the same company. That's what I'm saying. That's real chicken. That ain't real chicken. That's that impossible chicken. That don't go together. That don't go together. That's crazy. Um, they're saying that now that uh, they're going to start to do these printed foods, like um, printed meat and stuff like that, and it ain't even really going to be meat, but they're going to sell it as meat, and it's supposed to help because it's too many cows, and the cows fart, and the methane gas from them cows is messing up the ecosystem and the hole in the ozone layer. The other thing is, and track the money, you know who is bought? Wait, wait. Up so, they, so they they blaming global warming on the number of cows. On oh, number of cows. I think, they said, I think that's that's a distraction. They said people <laughs> like eat it's the cows. They say people eat meat and hamburgers. Boom, especially if they um, bulked up on it during the uh, pandemic. We still in it, and um, the cows is doing. You know, they producing the cows more. The cattle, dairy cow, or not the. Cattle cows, um, you know, what do they call them? Beef cows. Beef cows, yeah. Farting and boom, and the methane goes, and then, um, you know, it escapes, and it uh, puts a, a hole in the ozone layer. That's one. The other thing is, and watch the money, because this is going to come up. I'm, this is Nuxtradamus. You know who bought <laughs> up a whole bunch of farmland recently? Who? Bill Gates from Microsoft. Oh, he's, Lord. He's either going to now flip the script on the cows and start producing dairy cows and beef cows, or he's going to turn that farmland into plant-based stuff and be selling this stuff as like meat replacements and stuff. But you watch that dude. He's a little weird, man. And I uh, recently uh, yeah, got a divorce and separation from his wife, but yep. you got to watch it. get more weird. He's a, he's a diabolical um, scientist. So uh, we'll see what's up. Okay, bro. All right. Um, have you ever had sushi? Yes. And well, let, let me say this. I I guess you 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 could say this is sushi, but dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. I only I only eat like veg veggie rolls. Okay. Like my sushi is like it's usually not like fish. It's usually like veggie rolls. Like I do an avocado roll, which is just avocado rice and sea, sea and and the you know the seaweed wrap kind of thing. Or I do a combination of like it'll be carrots, avocado, cucumber, like that. So most of the time it's it's like a a veggie, a veggie roll. Okay. Right? When I do okay. sushi. Okay. All right. Now most black people do not eat sushi. Uh, or they eat the one thing that's cooked uh, on the menu, which tempura, is usually it's a, called a, tempura. tempura Light, yeah. Lightly battered and fried. <laughs> yes, yes, to make sure that the, some type of heat is gone in. Now, the um, the only, um, to be sushi, 
Um, I thought fish was the main ingredient. I thought all sushi had to have fish. That is incorrect. All sushi must have rice. I found that out in researching yeah, this story. Yeah, because that's what I've been eating. I eat sushi, but it is with vegetables, not raw fish. Yes, yes. Okay. They had, uh, this was in California. They have an all-you-could-eat sushi bar. Okay. This girl okay. went in. And you know, the sushi comes out on a roll, right? You know, they have like the yep. different names for them, dragon yep. or whatever it yep. is, okay? She ate 32 sushi rolls and had to be immediately rushed to the hospital. Um, she did not die, but she had a terrible case of acid reflux. Um, <laughs> she weighed maybe 115 pounds. I don't know where she put all these motherfuckers. 32 rolls. rolls. All right, 30, 32 rolls. And like you can get like you can get six pieces of sushi out of a roll. Mm -hmm. So she ate 32, a carried one, 12. What? That's like almost a hundred pieces, like 90 something pieces, right? Wait, that's so over that's like 180, 180. Yeah, 100, over a hundred pieces, almost 200 pieces. That's that's a lot of food. I don't care. I don't care what you eating. That's a lot of food. That's ridiculous. Now, and I, I wonder if it was fish and different types of fish too. She ate all kinds. She had six of Whoa. one roll and six of another and six of another and six and six. And she kept adding up till she ate 32 rolls. Now I'm gonna tell you, um, I kind of blame the all you can eat sushi restaurant for this happening, right? <laughs> so the name of the restaurant was 85 Sushi. So I don't know if she okay. thought that she had to eat 85 or whatever, 85 rolls or 85 pieces, but she stopped at 32 rolls. So I kind of, I think the sushi place need to change their name uh, a little bit. But yeah, man, she... Uh, it's like, yeah, it. it's not like all you can eat sushi because that is like, yeah. I, I would like, not go, uh, mm -mm, no, I, I mm. wouldn't go to no all-you-can-eat sushi place. I, and look, I'd rather eat a sushi roll from a damn gas station than to go to an all-you-can-eat sushi <laughs> place and eat 32 damn sushi rolls. Shame on you. Shame on you. Wow. That, that, yeah, that's just a lot. Well, she, she she's lucky to get out of it with just a bad case of acid reflux and a stomach ache. Because oh like, she could have been dead, like... Just all that raw fish and anything, like it's just like uh, all that together. All that that's sauce just, that's just and mayo and mm. um, um, what else they had? They had the wasabi, they had the soy, yeah. they had the ginger. Oh my, that ginger is probably what did it. You're not supposed oh, to you eat know, a lot ginger of ginger and wasabi, right? Like this, she probably ain't got no esophagus no more. It's probably like with it backed up all that acid. Mm, she mm, probably mm. she probably ain't gonna be she ain't gonna be right no no more. Mm, mm, mm. All right, that happened in California. We're going to keep it in California. It's a town called Sunnyvale, California. Don't that sound like a nice place if we hear yeah, it? It sounds East like Coast a place I would want to go. Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale, California. Sunnyvale, California. You remember the band Counting Crows? You remember yeah, that? Yeah. You've heard yep. of that band? Mm -hmm. Yep. Sunnyvale, California has a problem with Counting Crows, not the band, but literal crows. So let me set the scene. Okay. Every, every night, at around dusk, about a thousand crows or so gather on this one street. Wait, you said a thousand? You said a thousand crows? Thousand, yeah, what, thousands what, of crows. Crow, one crow is scary. A right. thousand of them? Thousands of crows. Wow. They come. I, I, like Sunnyvale, I don't want to go nowhere near there. Exactly. They be all on the street lights. They be in the trees. They be on the power lines and the whole nine yards. 
And you know, when they flying around, they circle and stuff, and it's like a whole tornado. So night after night after night, people have to go in their house because the um, crows is pooping all over the place, and you don't want. Well, I mean, you you ain't gotta you ain't gotta have to make me go in the house. I ain't coming out. I see a thousand crows. I ain't I ain't going outside. So they got in contact with these bird experts, right? They was like, well, you need to do a couple things. They was like, one, you need to get these lasers, and you point the lasers at the trees, and it makes um the crows think that it's predators in the area running up and down the branches of the um, trees. Wait, but wait, other, I don't understand that. What? Okay. I don't understand it either. I guess it's the way the eyes of the crows focus. So they just said, um, take these lasers, like, like a green laser pointer and just shine yeah. them on these branches of these trees to try and get these crows to break up and um, go ahead and get out of the area. The other thing they said is that um, there's literally somebody's job that takes a boom box at dusk where the crows gather yeah. and they play like crows in distress sounds. I don't even know. If you, <laughs> can you get that on Amazon, 8-track, um, Columbia right. House Music? Okay, you- look, let, let me tell you, you know, there's so many ways this can go wrong, right? <laughs> you got you got a thousand crows coming together. Mm-hmm. Then you, you faking like it's some predators there and then you playing distress sounds. Like, what if all them crows get together and it's like, we are under attack. Exactly. There's predators in the area. I'm hearing distress. We got to go on an attack. So then what you going to do when the crows go on attack, defending themselves and their territory? I'm pretty sure if the crows is there, they got baby crows. If it's mm-hmm. a thousand crows, they got baby crows and stuff. Mm-hmm. That this is, about to, this is about to turn ugly. This is not good. Now, listen, people that already saw the Hitchcock movie, The Birds. Yeah. So they know to leave these birds alone. That's one. Do you know what a group of crows is called? Yes, I do. Yes. Tell them. A murder. A murder of crows. A murder of crows. They need to leave them damn crows alone. Anything. Japala is murder. That's that's the crows right there for you. Murder. Leave the crows alone. So um, remember we talked on another episode about the grackles in Texas where like they was coming. It was like 5,000 grackles. They look like crows. But and they look like a crow and a raven had a baby, but they have red eyes. Grackles, and for some yep. reason, the grackles would circle and they have 5,000 grackles in this um shopping plaza. And the grackles would gather right around dusk and they would come. It looked like a tornado of birds coming. And people like it was a grocery store that was in that shopping plaza. They had to run and like put like bags and stuff over their groceries so the bag so the grackles wouldn't shit on their um, groceries mm, and then try wow. and put their groceries in the car real quick you had to come and find you you know come with a family member to help you so you don't get attacked with the grackles the grackles was very aggressive mm. well but, but you, know. you know who was who was more aggressive who's more aggressive? In, our, in our animal stories was Uh-oh. the monkeys where the the dog killed i think uh one or two monkey babies that's right and then, and then, the, then the monkeys then, killed the 250 dogs 250 dogs. So that's how no crows gonna be like you you trying to scare them off with like little lights where they think it's predators and playing little sounds of other crows being in distress. And you think they're gonna just fly off like, oh, they're just gonna leave, leave the area and fly off. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, leave them crows alone. Mm. 
man, look, um, I don't know uh, the people that's the bird experts in um, Sunnyvale need to reach out to the people with the grackles and the whole nine yards. Maybe the birds is trying to tell them something, right? Like, you know, like before it's like an atmospheric pressure drop with the weather, you know, yeah. like the, all it's, the birds. It's, it's a warning sign. Yeah, yeah. So maybe something's about to happen in Sunnyvale and they trying to get rid of the crows, but the crows is trying to help them. Also, uh Sunnyvale. Me, I, belongs- I need to look that up. Like what is what it's it's gotta be a sign for like when crows show up. Like what is that sign that it that that it means? I gotta look that one up. But it's probably telling them something, Nook. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, man, um, you know. Uh, they they circle around, but maybe they're trying to tell them something, man. They they need to leave them alone or, or figure out what's going on. But uh, Sunnyvale belonged to the crows before the people got there. So you just need to just deal with it. And hopefully, you know, the weather get a little bit better and they'll go looking for some water or something else. But, you know, um, leave them crows alone. Like you said, it's a murder of crows. I don't want to have nothing to do with murder. Murder, Inc., uh, none of that. I ain't got Ja Rule, Hollis, murder. No, I got nothing to do with murder, murder crows. You don't want to be murdered by a crow. So they better leave that alone. So we'll keep our eye on what's going out there in Sunnyvale, California with them crows. But yeah, they counting crows, but they about to mess up the system. Okay, bro, I want to ask you this question. Um, they have several household appliances now that can if they're connected to the Wi-Fi, can order their own replacement parts. For example, <laughs> refrigerator, freezer, yeah, dishwasher, printer um, paper. They printer paper. Printer they can paper. order printer paper. Yeah. They even have the printers that can order its own ink, like it's running low, yeah. and yeah. then you on the delivery subscription service, and the ink just comes out of the blue in the mail, so that you never run out. Do you have a problem with these appliances being able to order their own shit? <laughs> yes, because I, I, I keep thinking about like they're gonna throw a party when you leave the house for like a week. <laughs> they're gonna order some cakes. <laughs> they're gonna order some like so they'll they'll do DoorDash. <laughs> they're gonna order some liquor. That you know it is it is crazy though. Like uh, I even think about our house now. Our house is like it's not a smart house because it's not that way. But like we do have a lot of devices that are connected to the internet now. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, have, um, we have the internet service where you can look and see all the devices that are connected to your internet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and when I looked at it, I was like, whoa, we got a lot of stuff. But we have, um, you know, we have all our laptops. We got all our um, phones and mobile devices. Yeah. Then you got the um, boxes that are connected to the TV, the streaming devices. But yep. then we got a couple of, like, plugs that let... Um, let you know Alexa, which you know needs to connect to 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 the internet to talk to the devices. So it is it's a lot of stuff. And you're right, if all those things started ordering stuff and doing stuff, it is it's it can be a lot. Mm-mm. I, I ain't with that, man. Take all them devices, take all them appliances off the Wi-Fi. You know, like uh, the dryer is ordering uh, stuff and then the washer be ordering <laughs> tablets and stuff like to clean the clean the washer and then the extra filters for the uh, for the water for the freezer. And then like, I don't know, does your free uh, for your refrigerator, does your freezer have a filter too? man? That's yeah. a scam. Because look, if they profits get low, like uh, Dave, uh, our uh, our numbers are trending low for quarter two. We need to have a pick me up for quarter three. Be like, 
Well, we could override the Wi-Fi for everybody that has uh, the order and just uh, put in one extra order. They'll never know the difference. It's on auto yeah. order. Like yeah. Whirlpool profits up 75% quarter to quarter uh, for quarter number three. This after uh, new shipping uh, went out with new supplies for all their things. Man, that's a scam. And look, well, you you gonna you gonna you gonna you gonna see more and more of this nook because it's it's a combination of of two ways to sell stuff, right? It is the razor and the razor blades, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like you know you're gonna you're gonna buy a razor, but like the real money is in the razor blades, right? Like you're mm -hmm. gonna have to replace them over and over again. So that's yeah. one. And then the other one it combines is this subscription service, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you subscribe to something and you get whatever every month. I think that's all that is kind of mashing up in these like Internet of things. So all three of those things is kind of coming together. And that's what you're seeing. And it's like for folks who are, are selling stuff. Right. It's just profit. It's like, OK, we're going to get these things in people's houses. They're going to be ordering over and over again. And we, we keep a steady supply and customer base coming from like you know these devices internet of things ordering stuff that subscription based stuff man you gotta watch that because that'd be hitting your card and it just be like little charges you don't know that's in there next thing yeah you know, they, you they got... hit you with like it's it's 5.99 9.99 a month so it's like oh that's not like it's only 5.99 I, you know i'll eat 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 out i'll do that at taco bell and, and one one visit to taco bell i'll spend ten dollars or something like that and he's like oh for a whole month but then you do that every single month. You be like, oh my God, you do that 10 times. That's, that's like a lot of $120. Then you got, yeah. that's 120 You got five, six subscriptions. That's $720. If you got rid of the subscriptions and I gave you $720 on December 31st, would you take it? Hell yeah. Like, yeah. get my money. So that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. I don't do uh, subscriptions real well, man. That's like a commitment. It's like uh, the biggest commitment uh, that I've made in the last 20 years is marriage. I'm good with that. That worked out really well. <laughs> uh, this other ultimate. shit is like kind of shaky, you know? Yeah. It's like, ah, I don't know. I'll, be, ah, I'll have to talk to you tomorrow. The other thing is, is that the smart speaker, especially the one that come from the rainforest people, it be coming up. You think you got a package or something like that. We talking about you usually order this case of this. Um, yeah, you running low based upon our thing. It's twenty dollars and eighty nine cents. You want me to add this to your list? Hell no. You ain't got. You ain't making for all it. kind of suggestions. Like, is yep. it free? No, it's not free. <laughs> like, no, then don't put that shit on my list. Tripping, crazy, bro. We rounding home and we rounding third and heading home. Give me your final right. thought, flowers, uh, a prediction, or a shout out. You know, um, I uh, so. Here's 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 another um, prediction okay. that I, it, it kind of deals with like the testing, right? Mm -hmm. Is that um, the thing is like uh, like COVID tests, they're a tool, but I don't think nobody really knows how to use them. So even um, so, <laughs> I, I'm serious, and 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 I mean that because like I'm thinking about my family, like um, we were able to find a couple of at home tests right yeah, in yeah. in the drugstore which is like a miracle like it was almost like finding goals like, oh we found some tests and but now we don't know when to deploy those tests or how to use them mm. right in in a, in the right context because you, you're always like you know you're nervous about like okay do i have covid now should i go home and take a test but i ain't got symptoms so do i waste this test on taking it just to find out if i don't have symptoms but then if you have symptoms and you do it 
um, at-home tests aren't that reliable for diagnosis, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. should take the, the three-day PCR test to be diagnosed with COVID because it's more, you know, more reliable. And then the, the at-home test is more is like, am I contagious enough to go back around people? So it is, so I'm predicting that like, even if we get tests out, that I don't think as a society, we know how to use that tool of testing you know, so it's not going to, I don't know if it's going to make that big of a difference. Getting yeah. how many says 4 million, 400 million. I don't know how many, four million. Yeah. yeah. Whatever million tests out. I don't know if it's going to have an impact that people wanted to have. Yeah. Yeah. Now what I would suggest if, uh, you know, you get the tests and like you said, Dries said, you don't know how to use them or when to use them. Um, do, just do a YouTube, a YouTube search on how to do the test, you know, like, uh, before um, this Omicron came out, I went to the CVS and they, you gotta, they'll show you how to do it. You take that big ass Q-tip and put it inside your nose. You're supposed to get up in there because that's where the virus be in your nose, you know? So you gotta get up there. Just don't swallow the little outside rim, inside rim of your nose. You got to get up in there, like almost jam that shit up your eye socket and roll that thing around. And then, um, you know, you put it on the stick or whatever it is. But uh, if you don't know how to use them tests and you get them, just uh, do a YouTube search and uh, figure out what's going on with that. Um, man, I'm just uh, giving a shout out to all these uh, teachers that continue to deal with the, you know, sort of politicization, if I'm saying that correctly, of um, politicizing of these tests, man. Um, these teachers is out here dealing with these kids. Some of the parents is telling the kids not to wear masks. Some of the teachers is, is a lot of the teachers is masked up. And I think that they, um, you know, sort of being used as guinea pigs and pawns in this game. Now they're going to mess around that uh, part shout out part prediction. They're going to mess around and these teachers is leaving in droves. Um, you know, especially the ones that's got to go face to face. They seeing that they can do better, make more money, man. I noticed I, this lady on the uh, internet, she's flipping teacher resumes. These teachers are going from 40 to $45,000 a year to 75, 85, 90. In some cases with a lot of experience, $100,000 right. in whole new industries. So yeah, y'all um, yeah, better um, protect these teachers at all costs. And um, you know, one state say this, one state say this, one city say this, one county says this. And they put in, you know, these teachers in jeopardy. So shout out to the teachers that continue to teach face to face and also virtually. Yep. And um, again, everybody mask up, um, backs up uh, if it's the right decision for you. I mean, it's only a few little holdouts anyway, um, but uh, just continue to say stay, uh, stay safe. Again, this cold season, flu season on top of it being, you know, um, Rona season. So we just want uh, everybody to uh, stay safe. Man, listen, I got to run down all uh, our uh, properties one more time. This is episode 74 of the Digital Ooh. Global Podcast. The next episode is going to be the Diamond Jubilee, yeah, episode 75. The Digital Gumbo Podcast. So we want y'all to be aware of that. We're not going to drop that one until T Petty comes back. But again, the Idris Elbow Show on Twitter Spaces. You want to uh, tune in Monday at 7.30. In fact, get there at 7.25. Uh, <laughs> Dress uh, will be uh, on point and ready to go at 7. Ashy Mondays. Ashy Mondays. You want to follow him on Twitter at I am Idris Elbow. At I am I A M I D R I S. E-L-B-O-W. And in fact, that's his name on Instagram as well. So you want to go ahead and follow him. Ashy Monday slash 
the Idris Elbow Show, Monday on Twitter Spaces at 7.30. The next day, Tuesday, uh, Nookie Bishop Jr. Tuesday, the Nookie Bishop Jr. Show, 7.30 sharp. I think you get there at 7.25. 7.30 on Tuesdays. Um, again, uh, shout out to my homegirl, Adrena J. Uh, we talked uh, about some musical acts on the hey, first. Hey, uh, she, did the, she did the thing. That was, she, she, was thing. she was a great guest. Absolutely. I really enjoyed that show. Absolutely. The Bishop show. Absolutely. We're going to learn how to tape these. We're going to start uh, by taping the Idris Elbow show this coming Monday. And uh, we're going to tape the Nookie Bishop Jr. show as well. But again, uh, follow me on um, on Twitter at Nookie Bishop Jr. at N-O-O-K-I-E-B-I-S-H-O-P-J-R. And uh, I'm on Instagram at I am Nookie Bishop Jr. at I-A-M-N-O-O-K-I-E-B-I-S-H-O-P-J-R. And then you can follow uh, the podcast at The Digital Gumbo on Twitter, at The Digital Gumbo on Twitter. And I believe we're at The Digital Gumbo Podcast on Instagram. And uh, we just encourage you to uh, to roll with us. We want to thank you guys uh, for listening and supporting us. Again, um, a couple of new properties that we're moving over to the Twitter side of things. We wanted to do this in 2021, but the technology had not caught up. It's there now. And we're just going to be um, keep pod chatting and podcasting and, and doing the things. So we appreciate you uh, riding with us. Also, um, what else was I going to say? Um, Nookie Bishop Jr. So the Idris Elbow Show. Uh, those are on Twitter. We want to say a shout out to everybody in Canada that's been listening. We got the ratings in this week and charting again uh, on the improv category for Canada. We thank you so much. Want to again say what's up to everybody in Trinidad and Tobago uh, for listening uh, to us, continuing to uh, stay uh, ranked there. So all you listening in Trinidad and Tobago, you charting uh, us over there. We definitely appreciate it. And we're just going to continue to have fun, man. We know that uh, the world is a crazy place. So this is uh, your fun space. This is your, your happy place. We want to continue to make that again, the digital gumbo podcast, America's favorite podcast, talking about news, uh, current events, race, culture, and politics here in America and across the world, man. I got through that without coughing. I'm so proud of myself, man. <laughs> I have my good. water and my lozenges <laughs> this week. So um, definitely uh, proud about that, man. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, T. Petty getting back on the case. She's uh, on assignment right now, taking care yes. of some business. But uh, that's right. We'll get uh, T. Petty back and uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, and rock and roll on that. Man, you got anything else, man, before we get out of here? Oh, the only thing I wanted to say, I don't know if we talked about this, was like <laughs> that, the, that 5G. I just oh, wanted to let everybody oh, know to be wary of the 5G. They came out and they said like um, 5G would affect the plane. So they had to roll out. They had to stall the rollout around airports. Yes. And I'll say that's why I still got 3G. 3G forever. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. If 3G never crashed no planes, and it, you didn't have to deal with the nonsense of the internet because people ain't have enough bandwidth to post foolishness. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Man, I put two and two together. Okay. So remember they were saying a year or two years ago, they was like, they don't want 5G coming on the planes because people be talking on planes. And that's like one of the last places where you have silence on earth. Essentially, you know, people talk, but not as loud on a plane. You know, when people, if they had the 5G capability and could talk on the plane, 
you know, people get into fights because people would be dealing with talking. Okay. Then they said the pilots association and the FAA was like, don't come out with the 5g. because, like you said, it's going to mess up the planes. And they said the planes could like fall out of the sky and crash and all that stuff and mess with the navigation system. They didn't want it. Then AT&T and Verizon pulled back. They was like, well, we'll roll it out a little bit, but we want to let y'all know that this 5g is coming. This is what happened, bro. Okay. Over the holidays, I flew. Now, when they made the announcements, they used to say that the Wi-Fi was available on the plane. These yeah, is new planes. Yeah. They had not, they have not made an announcement about the Wi-Fi being available on the plane since the fall. Mm. They ain't said nothing about the Wi-Fi. Yep. Why? Because it's 5G. I was like, damn. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So you it's like you meant know to get you, it. Exactly. They're like, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But yeah, man, they ain't been making no not. And because, you know, they try and get that extra money. They'd be like, oh, yeah. Hey, um, and uh, for $15, you can get Wi-Fi. Boom. <laughs> not no and just go to the plane uh, Wi-Fi and hook on. You can do blah, 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 blah. And they say you could like watch the TV and, you know, some yeah. other stuff and listen to the satellite radio, but, whatever. They ain't made no announcements about that, man, since the fall. That's what's up with that. Yeah. No, you know what, what made me mad with that, though? It was basically the airline executives like, look, we got a bunch of old planes and Wi-Fi, like we get 5G, it's gonna mess up stuff on these old planes. And we don't yeah. wanna go out and run, run out and have to replace our whole fleet, half our fleet of old planes with new ones. And I'm just like, how they get to say that, but like, you know, uh, people with like phones and they come out with 5G and like, your phone don't work no more. Yeah. But there's like, oh, well, too bad. You gotta get another phone that's compatible with 5G. So I think everybody dealing with this like, equipment upgrade in order to to kind of have 5g so i think that's the thing we're not talking about exactly the other thing um delta said they lost 400 million during the holiday season because you know pilots flight attendants and um you know support staff was sick man but you want to know what that's that's delta's own fault man you want to know why man they the only ones out here with the rosé on the plane man they better be like somebody in marketing better wake up rosé flights it's a rosé flight on a plane and they serve you flights a different type of rosé man they make that 400 million dollars up in less than 30 days rosé flight on delta that's what they need to do rosé hey i would flights. take that flight <laughs> man like where are we going like it don't matter we about to get some rosé up in here <laughs> and they need to have Rick Ross, Ricky Rose do the commercials for the Rose flights. Man, they'll be they'll make that money back in no time. People just be trying to get out the house. I'm going on a Rose flight. Where are you going? San Jose. Where do you live? San Francisco. It don't matter. I'm getting this Rose. That's what's up. Well, man, this is episode 74 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Again, thanks to everybody for listening in. T Petty will return on the next episode. Remember to check out the uh the Idris Elbow Show, Monday, 7.30 sharp on Twitter Spaces. Follow him on Twitter. Get your reminders and tune in. And then the next day, Tuesday, 7.30 sharp, the Nookie Bishop Jr. Show on Twitter Spaces. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, set your reminders and tune in. And again, we appreciate you listening to all of our properties here at the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I want to thank Producer E for making us sound good and cranking out these episodes. 74 Producer episodes e. strong. Woo. 
the man with the master plan and the man that never sleeps. So we definitely appreciate him putting out uh, all our episodes, man. And on that note, man, we out here, man. You talked about this, Rose. I'm about to go get me a drink, right? Well, no, nah, I can't till February. Uh, well, pour me a glass, then. You you on you on dry January? I'll drink some for you. I'm gonna go get some grape juice or some ginger ale and pretend it's some rose. <laughs> All right, y'all. Till next time, we will check y'all out. Thanks for listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, and we will holler at y'all next time. Till then, what you want to say, brother? Peace. Peace. Peace.